Hey, everybody, it's me, Dr. Andy Rourke, and I am here today not with the one and only Stephanie Goss, but with my friend, veterinary marketing genius, Brandon Brashears. Uh, I have uh, Brandon on. Stephanie Goss is traveling, and I was like, man, this is a chance for me to jump on with one of my friends and talk about something that I like to nerd out about, and that's artificial intelligence and how it's going to change the future in vet medicine. So anyway, I am uh, on with Brandon. This is a shorter episode. We just get right into the heart of the matter. And, uh, and I have him lay down some stuff he's doing with some online training on how to supercharge your veterinary marketing using artificial intelligence. Guys, let's get into this. And now, the Uncharted Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, my friend, Brandon Brashear. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you so much, Andy. I'm so excited to be here. It's really cool to have you. Oh, man. Appreciate it. I always, I always love getting to catch up with you. You and I go way back. Um, you are the host of the Veterinary Marketing Podcast. You are the founder of the Veterinary Marketing Nerds Facebook group. You have been a speaker at Uncharted. You and I have collaborated on projects in the past. Um, I just, I think that you're amazing and I just, I enjoy talking with you. You think in a very different way than I do. And so I always get a lot of our conversations because you kind of look at practice uh, and, and marketing specifically in a different way than I do. And so yeah, I always feel challenged when, when we talk and I always have to sort of stretch to get my head around kind of kind of what you're doing and the level that you're playing on. And uh, I, I want I reach out to you because I want to get you back on the podcast because you, the stuff that I see you doing with artificial intelligence in marketing of veterinary clinics and services is bonkers. Like it is next level stuff. And I just, I, I, I'm so interested in AI. I'm so interested in things like chat GPT and, uh, you know, text generation and things like that. I believe that, uh, these services are going to make our lives better. I think that there's a lot of, uh, work that we don't really like doing that we're going to be able to offload to AI. And I feel like that's really where you're going and you're actually running, you actually have a, an on-demand course on using AI to streamline your marketing and communication. And so I just had to get you on and just uh, wanted to sort of start walking through this with me. So can you start at a high level and just sort of start to talk to me about kind of how you look at AI and the possibilities for veterinary clinics using it to communicate and to make their lives easier? Definitely. So um, I think it's really exciting because like you mentioned, it has a lot of applications, especially for the things that people know that they should be doing, but they just haven't done. And that's, I think, yes, one of the biggest applications uh, that is going to be really helpful. But from a, a large level, AI has really taken off since about November of 2022 when ChatGPT was open to the public. It was ChatGPT 3. Uh, they released two updates since then, where ChatGPT 4, it's incredible how good it is now. Um, but what this really lets us do is use this language learning model to give it input and get high quality output. And um, the better input that you give it to, it's very important. The better input that you give it, the better output that you give it are, are going to get from it. Excuse me. And so it can do anything related to marketing. Um, it's incredible. There's also tools like Midjourney out there that let us build uh, images. There's editing yeah. tools that are going to be coming out, um, like video editing tools, uh, podcast editing tools. There's just it's making content creation easier than ever. Um, and it's also making content just readily available and high quality content that you can build out that's going to actually get response uh, also, which is really cool. 
Well, I've I've already been jumping in using ChatGPT to write some first drafts of of just bland things. You know what I mean? If you have like a like a newsletter, and you, if you say, "Hey, write," uh, you can go to ChatGPT and say, "Write a newsletter to pet owners." about how the temperatures are rising and ticks are getting more active and how they should protect their pets against tick-borne illness with a good tick preventive and make this in the style of a veterinary clinic newsletter that will be interesting and uh and, and important valuable to them and it will write you a competent first draft. Uh, it will be it will be a bland first draft because it will just sort of sound generic, but it will give you something solid to work off of. And you go through and add your own voice and add your own examples and things. And boy, you can shave a lot of time off of those types of fairly mundane things where you say, I need a short newsletter it needs to be 500 words long and it needs to make these three points and you can say that and it will give you something and you'll say i don't like this try again it will give you something different and that to me i go man that is the type of stuff where if you if you're not excited about writing a newsletter that is that is one example of things i have already seen where you just go this is so easy to get a basic starting point that's going to save me 50 percent of the time it would take me to to hammer this out by myself yeah, d- definitely and i think the cool thing about that too is that you can train it so that it can speak in your voice so you could and again it goes back to giving it good input and talking to it more like an assistant rather than like google i think that's one thing when i work with clients that are starting to use this for different things um so if you wanted to write a newsletter, for example, I would probably start off by saying um, that you're going to be an expert copywriter and the goal is to target pet owners. The uh, ideal outcome is that they're going to book an appointment, right? So you're giving it this additional context and then you could say, here are four things that I've written in the past to use as a model for my style. And so write it in the my tone and my voice and add a call to action and make a direct response uh, and then also be sure to throw in like a dad joke. And so it will then create a much better output that is more aligned with your brand. That's going to save even more editing time. But I 100% agree that it shouldn't just be the thing that's spitting out content. Because if if you're just taking the content from ChatGPT and throwing it at your clients, there's no difference between them reading your email and them going to, to ChatGPT to search for what should I do for ticks for my pet this gotcha. this summer. Yeah, I, th- I think that that makes sense. That's, that's a good point. I've heard people talking about training, training AI, training chat, chat GPT and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Is that kind of what you is what people mean when they say that when they're like, oh, I, I'm going to upload some 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 versions of my writing or, or some previous newsletters that we've had and say, this is the style that we're going for. Is, is that is I always I guess I always just sort of imagined it being a more complex process than that. Is that, that true? That would be one of the ways to train it. And there's a, bu- a bunch of other cool things that you can do with APIs that it's more advanced and that's going to be um, just like the stuff that's coming out now and the stuff that it can do with coding. You could, for example, upload an employee manual for your practice. And then if they ever have questions about like HR processes or things like that, you could use that specific document that it's now trained on and have its very own specific like HR manual that then it responds back knowing what your policies are for your company. And so uh, training it is just giving it feedback and then um, helping it to really understand the context of, of where you're coming from and then what you want. So 
with the, each of these chat channels that you create, you'll be able to get better results every time you add to it, which is really cool. That's amazing. Like the idea of having a chatbot that your employees could use to ask questions about what's in, what's in what's in the handbook and things like that is is that that's amazing. Um, I I have I've seen I've seen things where uh, these are generally like bloggers in other uh, areas of industry. So that like a marketing blogger, for example, did this, <laughs> and he uploaded his entire you know ten year blog history into one of these AI sort of programs, and then. Uh, uh, made a chatbot where you could ask that chatbot questions and based on, you know, 300 to 800 articles that he had written, it would respond using his database of like, well, this guy would probably say this and and give them that that sort of advice. And I just thought, holy cripes, you know, this is a it, it's a chatbot that's based on the writings of an individual is going to answer in that style and those types of responses. And I just thought, man, that that's amazing. And it's also amazing in that, like taking this over. And I don't know if you've seen anything like this, but let's just say that you've got a veterinarian who writes a lot or blogs or writes newsletters and things like that. And um, it's, it seems wholly possible to get some sort of an automated response that would have that that style and actually kind of sound sound like that individual person. And so I know a lot of people are immediately cringing and going, but what if it tells them something wrong? And I'm like, OK, I get that. But just for a second, let's think purely about just the communication potential. And then obviously the liability part has to get processed. But but there's that. So uh, do you see things like that? Are you t let's let's go ahead and start to lay down kind of the actual applications that we're talking about, because I think a lot of people uh myself included are, are looking at AI and, and things like this and saying, I think the potential here is huge, but I don't exactly know how or why it's huge. You know, how exactly is this going to make my life better? I can see in things like customer service. I think that is the easiest application ever of just, boy, you can take a robust training manual and and load it in and then you can have a, an artificial intelligence chatbot that can answer the vast majority of questions any questions people log on and answer that are in the user's manual that they never read that can 100 percent be handled by by ai but what are the applications that you would see possibly for a vet yeah so for marketing there's endless opportunities i think that veterinarians in general are really good at producing information but they're not good at marketing and i think that's the biggest gap okay. in like storytelling and um, engaging people and also creating actually compelling marketing that's going to help to drive response and so a lot of times people will create content for their practice and it's great information but it doesn't convert nobody sees it and so taking content that you've already created and telling ChatGPT to write rewrite this with a clickbait style headline that's going to get as much views as possible and a compelling um, call to action a lot of times people will just make it so boring because it's informational. So it can rewrite all of that great information in your voice, but make it interesting. And so if you've ever felt like I wrote something that was awesome, but nobody responded to it, you can have it be your expert copywriter. And if so, if you're telling yeah. it to write in the style of an advertorial, which is informational, but with a call to action, that's really helpful. And just giving it the direction so that it's going to produce better so that's one thing. And then going through all of your old content libraries. So if you have YouTube videos or videos anywhere, if you tell it to write an optimized uh, title and description for a video, it'll give you much better response and click through it. I've wow. tested it on old stuff and I'm getting 
stuff that I've already produced way better results just because it's written better for SEO and things like that. So there's SEO stuff you could do. If you have a post that works really good that you put on Facebook, for example, you could say, take this Facebook post and turn it into a Google business profile post, and then it'll post it in the right format to Google business profile. And so you can create one thing and if it works well on, on one platform, repurpose it and use it for other platforms. And that would take a lot of time in the past. Plus there was individual formatting requirements and things. And now you don't have to worry about that. You just copy and paste it because it knows how many characters to put in and, and all of that stuff now, which is really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. That that's really cool. So yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say too, that um, there's just a lot of opportunity with things like Google business profile posts that people aren't using. And that's like one of the easiest ways to get ranking almost immediately for keywords and stuff that Google's going to rank uh, and show your Google My Business listing, which is just going to drive more clients in for sure. So so what you're saying is, is you can blow my mind because this makes so much sense. And I just, I had not thought about taking my Google business like profile, right? And, and, and having that optimized in any way. I just kind of typed out that this is our hospital and this is what we do. Um, but you're saying take that, run it through ChatGPT with the specific directions of optimize this to get found in our local area. And you're saying that you, you feel like you're going to get results out that are, that are superior to what some, you know, a, a smart, conscientious person sitting down, but not necessarily knowing the backs, the, the, you know, the inside out of, of SEO, modern day SEO, you think you're going to get better results with that? Definitely. And there's a prompt that I made on, I'll let, it's on Google Docs, so you can access it free. I'll put it so you can have everybody access it. But it goes sure. through and it will create an expert level SEO plan. It creates the keyword clusters. It creates the titles and metadata for all of the stuff. So it's all of the technical things that you probably don't know about when it comes to SEO for blog content or Google My Business Post. And then it gives you content ideas. So you could build it around TPLO, for example. You could build it around dental procedures. You could build it for flea and tick. And you know the list goes on. But um, you can take that as a starting point and then you'll have an expert created SEO plan that you can then just copy and paste and use, um, which is really cool. So all of that technical stuff that's difficult is now a lot easier if you know what questions to ask. Yeah, that's really the key, isn't it? Right, it re like it, it really is that. Hey friends, I want to make sure that you know about an upcoming workshop that you're not going to want to miss. And I know I say that about a lot of our workshops, but I mean it about this one. Well, I mean it about all of them, let's be real. But this one holds a special place dear and dear to my heart. Two reasons. One, my friend Dr. Jen Qualman is leading the workshop. Number two, it's about technology. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know what a techno nerd I am. I am super excited to have Jen with us. Thanks to our friends at Televet. She is going to be talking on May 24th. Uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, so 5 p.m. Pacific, about trending technology in the veterinary space. Now, I love technology. We've talked about it on the podcast. We've had guests on the podcast. And one of the conversations that has been uh, going around and around in a lot of the groups I'm in lately has been about chat GPT or uh, artificial intelligence AI. And so if you've ever wondered about using AI in your practice, or if you have wondered about wearable technology for pets, uh, communication tools and techniques that use artificial intelligence or advanced technologies, those are the kind of things that Jenna is going to dive into during this workshop. Because most of us have wondered when we've talked about those technologies, if they actually will save us any time or energy, or if they're just a new trend. 
So Jen is going to dive into some of the things that have come to market, some of the things that are actively being used in veterinary medicine that you might not know about, and ways that we can incorporate technology into the veterinary space in a way that works with us and not against us. So if this sounds like something that you'd love to get in on, head on over to the website at unchartedvet.com forward slash events to find out more. We'll see you there. And now back to the podcast. I was just reading a couple of days ago and again, I felt like such a noob when I read it because I've been so excited about this and I I jump in and I get it to do things. But I I was reading an article and this person was sort of building a creative, I I can't even remember what it was, but it was sort of this, uh, it was, it was this, this thing that would generate uh, different types of um, descriptions of different products that that he had made. And the way he did it was he made a rule set. He said, okay, none of the descriptions can have, they, all of the descriptions should be written in this style. And, uh, and, and some of my favorite words for descriptions are these flowery words. Do you understand? And it was like, yep. He's like, okay, none of the descriptions can contain or should contain words like this or should lean into this type of imagery. Do you understand? It was like, yep. And it, and it, the person just kept kind of laying down these rules. And then finally, after they were all sort of in there, he said, great, I'm going to tell you what the product is. And then you're going to write this description. And at that point, he could just crank these things out. And he was getting consistent, like quality results that match the specific rules that he had already laid in. And like, I, I know that probably sounds really simple, but it just never occurred to me to take that time, set up a series of rules and then start to produce content or the pieces that I need in an ongoing basis. So that, that to me, just it was really mind-blowing. Def- definitely. There's this tool that's really cool. It's called AIPRM. So it's a Chrome extension that you can use. And uh, it has a prompt library that different marketers have put together. Um, and so that way you don't have to start from scratch. And they've developed really, really in-depth prompts that are going to give you good results uh, and it has all kinds of cool things in there i mean it has a one click book writer it'll write a book you tell it the topic and it'll write an entire book out for you um, which is amazing so you could use that for different kinds of lead magnets that you'd want to create for your different segments of pet owners um, but i mean it can do email writing text message writing um, responses for everything and i think uh, that you really have to approach this from thinking that large companies are probably going to start trying to figure out a way to use this to circumvent uh, veterinary advice and things. And so it's it's definitely coming. Uh, like Chewy.com is probably going to have a, a veterinarian chatbot, right? That's a plug-in. Oh, sure. And so um, I think approaching it from the standpoint of this is something that you need to learn how to use because if, if you don't, you're just going to be left behind. I mean, it's just like the internet. I think we're right now, a lot of people see it kind of as like a novelty kind of like, I'm going to ask you what to make with the the picture of what's in my fridge right now, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But it's going to be, I think in every aspect of, of everything that we do very shortly. That's, that's, that's amazing. I think that sounds terrifying, but I I think, I think it's, (laughs) but I think it's absolutely true. I really, I don't think, I don't think we're 
going, I don't think we as veterinarians or vet professionals are going away. The ability to put your hands on a pet, to look at the person and talk to them, to, to empathize with them, to build trust and build a connection with them. That stuff is, is not going away. I think, I think a lot of it is going to be, how do we use this to do a lot of the mundane tasks that we don't want to do or we don't enjoy doing? Um, and then how do we spend our time and energy in the ways that, that computers can't? And that's, building relationships, uh, building trust, working with clients, making people feel heard, empathizing, all of those sorts of things. I, I just, I don't see that stuff disappearing. And so I, I do think it's going to be painful in some ways. And I think that there's going to be some parts of our job that we just never thought we would not do that we're going to to not be doing. I 100% agree. I think you're going to continue to see the uh, march towards um, chat interfaces and texting and things like that. It's how people want to communicate. They're more and more comfortable with it. I think you're exactly right. There are going to be AI, you know, veterinary support hotlines for pet owners. Um, my hope and belief is that they're going to be fairly conservative because they don't want to give people bad advice and then have them uh, and then get sued yeah. uh, for uh, for for telling them that they could, you know, give coconut oil and stay home when their uh, pet had a GDV, things like that. And so I, I suspect that they're going to be rather quick to pull the trigger to say you should actually have some a medical professional look at this. Um, but I'm confident they are going to be out there answering the most common problems about how to get rid of fleas and ticks uh is is this strange noise my dog making normal you know all of those sorts of things that we get questions about should i take my squinting dog to see the veterinarian the answer is yes uh but but those sorts of things i think i 100 believe that those things are coming and if you think about a lot of the questions that come to the front desk well you know we get the same sort of questions over and over and over again it, it makes sense that those would get put into an AI interface and they can be answered. And suddenly we've got a lot more capacity at the front desk. And so anyway, I, I understand that being scary, but also I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I agree. I think that, that what it makes more valuable is insight because information is, I mean, it's it's been readily available for a long time. And so that's why informational posts don't generally do good from, from pet hospitals in general. Yeah. So you have to pull out a lot more insight and also build value every time you're showing up for any kind of marketing engagement or activity, right? So anything that you do, just because there's more noise than ever, I think content is just going to start to get churned out at a ridiculous level because this is available oh, now. Yeah. And so you have to stand out by providing actual value in every single interaction. And as this grows, and they've just released what are called plugins, which allow different APIs to, so you could say like, um, to your your voice it has a voice engagement now so you can talk to it and things and uh, you could say like last tuesday i was at a thai restaurant and i had this can you make a list of things for me to order so i could make it at home and then it'll go into instacart and put together a list so that it can buy it right so it's doing all of those kinds of things i think um we have to expect that it's going to be infiltrating everything that we do right from your, your phone, when you get text messages, it'll read it for you and decide, is this spam, is yeah. it not? Same thing with emails, and you're probably gonna have a lot less direct interface with text and content in general. So I think it's more important than ever to actually start building values that people wanna hear from you, rather than just yeah. throwing out more content to try to get the quick win. Because right now, it's still early enough that you can put out tons of content and be ahead of everybody, but I think that the days of of that kind of stuff are, are definitely numbered. 
Oh, I agree. When I when I got started in my career, I was doing a lot of writing for a company that's not not in existence anymore. But it, it was a it was a pet owner facing company, and man, I wrote so many articles on uh, the top three summertime pet dangers you should be aware of, and the five most uh, you know dangerous plants to have for your cat there's a theme but you get the idea uh it was the type of themes and uh where it was just it was just basic content of what to do when your pet comes home limping and man that stuff is dead it's just there's no like there's no use in writing it anymore it's just it's everywhere it, there's no it, it's it's information over insight is, is exactly kind of what you were talking about and it's just the that but i remember there was a time that was that was a viable outlet and people wanted to read it because there just wasn't a ton of it and now there's just such an ocean and those are the things i remember looking at at ai and being like boy those types of articles are dead like they're gone there's just there's no reason for a human being to write that type of stuff unless you've got something really interesting insightful or different to say there's just there's just it's too easy to have uh ai look at an enormous amount of content that already exists and repackage the the standard information like that's that's not a that's not a thing that that people are required for anymore. Yeah, agreed. So I, agreed. Everybody thinking to do your Fourth of July dangers, or you know those those kinds of posts that everybody does. Just got to think of something more interesting, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I but I still think to your point, like there's opportunity there of of there's going to be there, I think that's probably going to be more of a desire for interesting content. The, you know, as as you know, the same sort of generic content piles up around. Yeah. You know, if you have things to say, I still think you're going to be able to have an audience and have people listen. If if there are people who are like, all right, you know, I, I get it, and I'm kind of interested in this. We're running sort of your standard practice. Yeah, we've got some texting capabilities and things like that. Brandon, where do you think that people get started if they're starting to think about okay, how do I start to add some of these tools into my repertoire? Like, where where do you even where do you even go and, and and how do you how do you kind of break the ice and start gaining some familiarity with this? Yeah, I think that with uh, these tools, it's just like any marketing activity that you want to do. You want to start with your goals first. And typically, I suggest people start at their bottom of the funnel. So everything that's going to help to drive revenue and build out those systems in place as much as possible. So if you have emails that you know you should be writing that aren't there for follow up, for referrals, for those kinds of things, Build out all of those bottom of funnel type things that are going to help to drive the attention that you're getting into actual clients and customers and then work from there. I think a lot of times people start at the top where they're just creating more content and trying to create more attention and get more activity, but that doesn't translate into conversion because they're not, they don't have anything in place to help them to take that attention and then convert it. So I would start with all of the things that are going to drive more clients in the door. And if you can test and measure that as you go, when you start to add more uh, attention to it, it's going to convert better because all of those things will be in place. And so I, I think that um, creating offers and help, having it help to create offers and promotions and things that are going to create urgency, scarcity, increase the likelihood of people um, feeling like they're confident that this is going to get a better outcome for them. Those kinds of things that you're going to want to develop to help meet the goals that your practice has and then 
go go from there. But I mean, it can do everything for you. It can help to create content calendars. It can come up with ideas and idea generation. And I think that's probably one of the best uses too, is just because starting with the blank page is probably the most difficult thing for most people. They don't know what they should write about mm -hmm. or what they should do. So start with ideas, schedule and, and batch creation of, of content, and then have it start or revise what you're doing. But I think your input needs to be in there. So either have it start and you edit or you create something and tell it to edit it. I think those are the two yeah. ways to do it rather than just say, create something and then post it. Yeah, that, that, that absolutely makes sense. I'll tell you for me, the, the white page problem is the number one reason I, I look at it is just, just get me started here. Uh, and I, I mean, I've seen it, I've seen it for everything, you know, over in uncharted uh, people building out handbooks and they're like, look, just write me a first draft attendance policy for, and you just, ex this is my hospital. This is what, what we do. This is, you know, our culture, write, write a, you know, write a two paragraph, the three paragraph, you know, attendance policy for the employee handbook. And you get a solid first draft. And once I see it, I go, oh, well, they, they didn't add this or they should totally have that. Or I don't really want that. But now all of a sudden I'm in editing mode and I'm fixing and I'm also expanding off of what's been there. But a lot of times just getting that first draft down on stuff like that, especially stuff where I go, I'm not really strong at this. Uh, that, that, that stuff is a game changer. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about your course. You, so, uh, you have an on-demand course that you start off with you, uh, I think you planned to do it live, but it was so big. People were like, look, you can't, we can't keep coming. We have to, we have to have it on demand. Yeah. Uh, tell me, tell me about that. So I, I saw these tools coming out and I wanted to create something that would be really just uh, very practical. And so it's, I think it's eight modules um, and I'm adding to it as things are updated. So there was plugin update and different cool tools that like, for example, there's a tool called pod squeeze that just came out that helps you to edit podcasts. It does all your transcription automatically. It creates show notes, creates tweets and social posts with it. Just like there's so much exciting stuff because it just takes all of this stuff that I hate doing with content creation and makes it automatic. So you don't have to think about it, which is cool, but um, it has different modules from SEO to offer creation to content creation to using automations. There's a lot of things that you can set up. Right now, it doesn't interact with the web in general. It's confined to these individual tools. And so you can take tools like Zapier and build out automations that help it to do things automatically. So if you're creating content ideas or something in a list, you can have that list be updated uh, to ChatGPT so it can create a blog post out of those ideas for you and post them automatically and then create Facebook posts automatically and just really help to systematize a lot of those things. So it's just very practical to help practices get a lot more out of these different tools and hopefully get better res results out of them so that they're they're more effective. That's that's awesome. I'll put a link in the show notes so people can find that and, and definitely check it out. So that's that's uh, I think that's really useful. The last sort of question I have for you is just kind of this: is you know when a lot of these AI programs came out, they were open to the public and sort of free, and and so like ChatGPT was free, and now there's a paid there's a paid version, mm -hmm. and there's things like that. Do you think that we're going to be able to continue to kind of play around on the free versions? Do you feel like you're getting a lot of what you need using kind of those those sorts of open AI uh, services? Or are we in a place now where the benefits to paying, I think it's like $20 a month for the chat GPT. It, are we getting to a place where that actually makes some sense? If you really want to get in and play, you should probably go ahead at least for a while and 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 pay the fee and be a subscriber T tell me what's your what's your impression there? i think it's worth it in my opinion um the chat gpt4 that you have access to which is their newest model is much better um 
as far as the results that you get. And it, you also get the benefit of if there's um, peak times where there's outages because so many people are using it, you don't have to worry about that. So um, if you want a more consistent result, I think paying for it is definitely worth it, especially if you have somebody that's going to be on staff that's, I think, using these tools to help your staff create content instead of just hoping that they're going to be great at writing and and know how to create great marketing. I think it's just really... Uh, 10x is their output and gets you much better results because it i saw in my opinion it's worth it um and i would suggest that if you're using it and especially if you want to have people consistently use it you know having outages and somebody goes to sit down and use it and they can't that is gonna yeah. cut your productivity so i think it's worth it that definitely and then for like those specialized tools like that tool pod squeeze they have a free version that gives you like 50 minutes free uh but i think the output is, is so valuable. And I think that these niche tools that they're going to be building out, there's going to be video editing tools that are going to be incredible. I am not good at video editing, so I'm excited about stuff like that. We're just going to... Oh, I, mean, I, I enjoy video editing. It's a massive time suck. Exactly. Uh, like, I, I'm super excited about that. That's awesome. Brandon, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. Um, guys, uh, I'll put links to uh, uh, as many of these things I can run down uh, from, from what Brandon was talking about. Links to his class, um, also to the Veterinary Marketing Podcast. And uh, yeah, anything else like that that uh, we've come up with, I'll try to drop it down in the notes to keep people going. Brandon, thanks so much for being here. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Take care of yourselves. Thanks, Andy. And that is our episode. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Thanks to Brandon Brashears for being here. I'll put links in the show notes to his podcast and course. And uh, yeah, guys, take care of yourselves. I hope you, I hope you got some interesting ideas. I am, I'm Googling some stuff and, uh, and talking to ChatGPT right now as I, as I record this. So anyway, gang, take care of yourselves. Be well. I'll talk to you later on. <laughs>